Played with bands, no toured shit. with friends' bands, and then I came here and started working with little Chris and Aaron's old band, their manager. Yeah. Who? His name is Weston. No, not Asia. Weston McGowan was his name. I don't know him. He lives in maybe LA now where the other snakes live. And uh, LA's cool. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I was working with him, and then from there, uh, he fucked up a tour. And what do you mean fucked up? Like he went out there. So uh, there was a tour manager on the tour. Right. That guy quit after that. <laughs> whatever unknown reason. For whatever um, unknown reason. This is not for me. And so he went out there. Right. The kid I was working. And he in Los Angeles, because all the label and the press people and everyone's there to right. meet the band. And right. This was a Scorpion Child, Cadaver, uh, Wilson, Mothership, MC Hawk. Mothership. I Which, fucking love Mothership, yeah, and they're dude. They're such good dudes. They're such good dudes. And like such every time dudes. Mothership comes to Austin, it's like too much fun. Yeah. I'm like, I need a break. They're I can't awesome. do this. Yeah. Like, I can't and this do this. Is, they were opening. Like, this was like the beginning. Right. And I mean, I have one of their first shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And Will, like Wilson and Gypsy Hawk don't exist anymore. But yeah, this dude went out there to tour manage all those bands and he was managing Scorpion Child and he wanted to manage Cadaver. Right. who was on the tour and he got wasted in los angeles and like left his backpack at uh what the fuck is it the roxy and so aaron called me the next day and was like hey man uh we're gonna he's gonna go home because he can't fucking handle this like you think you can come out here and i was like <laughs> and you've had experience and tour with, managing or no not before that I not lied, before I that lied. i lied about it and you're just like yeah i'm gonna go i, I go had ahead. helped friends hardcore bands you know but I didn't, like, do any proper shit until right. that. Until that. And then after that, but that was what I wanted to do. Right. And so then after that, I was like, yeah, like, let's go. Let's go. And it was go until 2020. Go until 2020. So the, were they your first clients? Like, they were your first. They were first some of the first ones. Cadvar, the French stoner metal band. Uh, German. German, well, okay. Ba bass player's friend. The bass player? Yeah. Because I remember Simon. you and me, Aaron... Alec from Eagle Claw. Yep, of course. And maybe May when she lived here. Yep. I think we were at the Lost Well and they got in a fight with someone. Absolutely. Right? Does that make sense? 100%. That makes sense. I, okay. Because I, I don't remember it. And I've been sober for years, but that yeah. was a very elaborate. Oh, yeah. I thing. can tell that story to a T. Oh, that God. predated May, though. Okay. But May, the first time I met her, right. was on that same tour ah. where we had that. But it was in... Uh, That's awesome. May's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I know you guys had yeah. the thing. That's... No. But, um, yeah, I just think, like, it's... Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. It just... I think that it's so fascinating coming from the East Coast. I've definitely talked to a lot of people in the Sorry, podcast about it. And it, it's just like coming from the East Coast and then coming down here and it's having so this. so different. It's so different. Like, I can't explain it. And people are like, oh, is Austin cool? And it has all these, like, hippies and shit. And I'm like, yee! Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Not really, but yes. It and they're like, did. What? Yeah, it did. I mean, but now so it's different. more of the fact that we've had all this shit under our belts in less than five years. And I think there's something to be said for that. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's just really incredible that we can go from, like, all this shit. Like, the other day when I saw you, you were, like, ACL's first weekend is this weekend. And I was like, 
Literally, I didn't that, even know it yeah. was October because I yeah. used to differentiate shit based on festival. So totally. I was like, March is South by Southwest. October is ACL. No. And then whatever else. I would gauge it, but now it's all like one long blur, you know? And I, I, I just... Brutal. Huh? It's brutal. It's brutal. But also, I think we're just so lucky to have that as our time frame. You know, where you sit there and you're like, Fuck, dude. Like, it's October. ACL means go time. Fuck, dude. It's March. It's go time. I would like to think that the different version in which it comes back in would be pretty cool. I agree. And I think it's going to come back, like, full fucking force. And I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just literally today was spending all day, like, having conversations with my girlfriend and friends about mental health. And, like, now I got to go see the Sims Foundation. Right. Because I'm fucking not doing it. Because I don't have what I got so accustomed to, which right. was uh, a circus in a different place every day and just managing organized chaos and managing chaotic people. All day long. And situations all day long. All day fucking long. fucking thrive on it. Right. And so there's none of that. And so now what's happening is like, because my mental health is in a decline because of that, I'm creating those situations at home. At home. Oh, jeez. And, and you know what I mean? And it's like, not fun. It's not fun and it's not, not fair. Fun. And like, right. luckily, I, I'm, you know, my girl's a warrior. So, right. yeah, you know, this foundation it's is tough. a tool that we're really fortunate to have here. Right. What was, what was the tour that you went on that was like, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm for this. I'm meant to do this. You uh, know, because for me, it was my first year at South by I mean every single time that I'm like fuck this I'm gonna go back to the East Coast and be with normal people and blah 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 instead of these fucking wannabe hustler pinups like I'm over it I'm gonna go home I'm gonna go to the East Coast and be nasty and miserable and call it a day and then Austin surprises me and I'm like this is incredible yeah the year I think it was like oh what year is this 2020 so maybe 2018 i went to my first official south by like official like with the badge the whole thing i don't remember how or why i got the badge i think i was working and i met the band bambara and they're incredible and i love them and i have their poster in my kitchen like we are friends now they live in brooklyn and my friend calls me up and was like, listen, I got a band for you. I'm like, no, you don't. And when you go to shows from the time you're 12 oh, really? to the time you're in your mid-30s you know and you hang out with nothing yeah. but lunatics and musicians, you're jaded. So anytime your friend's like, hey, I have a band for you, you're like, fucking blow it. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. So obviously some cajoling. Laura, listen. Laura, listen to me. No, I don't want to listen to you. So finally I listen. And the album was Shadow Over Everything. And I hit them up on Instagram. I was like, listen, a friend of mine just told me about your album. I've never been more obsessed in my life. How do I find you? And they're like, where are you? And I was like, well, I'm in Austin, Texas. And they were like, well, we'll be playing South by Southwest in five days. And I was like, (laughs) this is good. Two shows a day. Dude, I saw them four times in 12 hours. It was insane. 
it was insane and it was like the middle of the week I don't remember it was like the middle of the week and I, I, I just loved it and I became really good friends with Reed and his brother and like their family and Bambara played at Barracuda before it closed but Bambara was one of the last bands I saw before the shutdown so it was fucking nuts like that shutdown was what Thursday no that shutdown was Friday the official shutdown was Friday for the coronavirus I saw Clan of Zymox at ACL. They played three and a half hours straight, long after curfew. And Moody Theater was like, who cares? Let them have it. You know, we're not going to have this in an hour, you know? And they played for three and a half hours. It was incredible. I danced until my feet bled. And then that Wednesday, Bambara did like a sold out show or close at um, Barracuda. And I took one of my friends who is not into that music, like my friend John, who, who's been on the podcast. And he's this weird, like, grouchy burner Austinite. And he was like, this is sick. This is like Nick Cave meets the doors. I'm like, yeah, dude. And they were great. And that was like, that was my first South By version. And it was a very modern South By, but it felt like old school Austin. Yeah. And I was never here for any of that. So the fact that I got my own experience of like just meeting bands and following them around is incredible. So I wanted to know who you followed around, you know? Well, the first like tour where uh, I mean the first tour always like kind of it's like a you know that like perfect drug. You get that euphoric feeling. And, like I mean it was the least amount of money I ever got paid on a professional tour. Right. But it was without question the most fun I ever had. But what happened? There was just, you know, it was the first time. You're just so green and so right. eager right. to explore and learn and just soak everything up and help right. and, and just be a part of what's going on uh -huh. and keep it rolling. And, you know, that was something that uh, I didn't really get any experience anywhere else. So the first time experiencing it was just like, you know, this is like, no this shit. is the coolest fucking world. And so, you know, go through the motions, through the tour, have a great time. It's awesome. And then after that is really where it's like, okay, let's keep doing this, but let's figure out now how we can make it a viable career. Right. And so I still have those every now and again moments on tour where on these like bigger tours now right. where you're, I'll just, I'll just be standing there and like the band I'm working for is playing and I'll kind of just like look around and go, you know, right. What the fuck is you know, it? like right. the last two tours I did was, you know, an entire world tour with Slipknot. And before that was an entire world tour with Slayer. Ah. And That's awesome. I, and I was working for Behemoth, who right. was support on us. And right. so, you know, every day we're in different places, different countries, different cities, yada, yada, yada. Right. Huge arenas, huge builds. And then, you know, just watching those shows. And every night I watched on that. Dude, that's incredible. Every fucking night nice. I made sure I watched Slayer. That's incredible. I mean, that was it. It was the first leg of the final tour. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you still have these, like, pinch you moments and i and like there's specific ones i can remember right. but i think the first tour was really the one that was like what tour was that that was scorpion child cadaver mothership <laughs> gypsy hawk wilson you know we were all the same age right and from different places right but we all had like the same goal even like the little bit of crew and, and another really cool thing about that was like uh, it ended up being myself and right. my good buddy Will. Okay. He was working for Wilson and uh, Cameron, who we call Tasty. Who's right. a, he's an awesome guy. He right. works at the bars here. Right. It was the three of us taking care of all those bands. Mm -hmm. Then uh, one of those kind of pinchy moments was 
2016 in Japan, like I'm working for Megadeth and Will, who's working for Wilson, he's working for Anthrax. Wow. And we're doing like the Megadeth Anthrax Japanese. Holy shit. And we kind of like, we took a picture together and we're just like, yo, what the fuck? What? Yeah, it was. Where uh, in Japan was this? Osaka. Wow. That's, that was the, that's where I have the picture of us and we just kind of both were like, Holy yo, shit. dude, remember that tour? And we're like, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And so uh, he went on now. He's on retainer and he does he tours everywhere with Papa Roach. <laughs> Papa uh, Roach, yeah. like nineteen nineties Papa Fucking Roach. What was it like last resort? Yeah. Really? They're still a band? Still a band. Really? Yeah. No shit. I have still other popular in that like radio rock uh in that radio rock realm. Really? It's cool. Like they do their thing. They got the nostalgic fans, they've got the younger sure. ones. You sure. Um but yeah. Six. Eve six. Yeah, I guess the first tour was really the the one that was like, okay, yeah, this is for me. Right. But the 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 real moment where I pinched myself and was kind of like, what the fuck? And what was that was Megadeth? Like that f- the first time uh, I even got the email like, right. Hey, are you available? And I was like, yeah. What like what band? And right. Like, oh, Megadeth. And I was like, what? What? Like, I call my mom. Right. She has no idea what that she is. She has right. So I'm like, put dad on the phone. And he's like, what? Right. I'm like, Megadeth. Right. And uh, yeah, from there I took it to. But that. So that was a full calendar year with the band Megadeth. I did two years with them. Two in, years with them straight. Entire album cycle of uh, the last record they put out. The no Gram- shit. The Grammy winner. Two years of touring. Yeah, I started as uh, like Dave's uh, assistant. Okay. Then I was the production assistant, and by the time I was gone, I was the stage manager. That's crazy. And a few shows, uh, because, you know, at that level with that history and, you know, that, that amount of success, there is a lot of turnover. So we went through a lot of production managers. I bet. So there was a point when, you know, there wasn't a production manager. So right. I had those duties kind of defaulted to me. Uh huh. Um, but I had a really great relationship still do with the tour manager because we started together the same day and That's we awesome. quit the same day. <laughs> That's awesome. We were not fired. Right. <laughs> we right. quit. Being, you know, according to, according to Dave. No, that's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I was working for Waterloo Records at the time. And, you know, it was just retail in the tent. It wasn't anything special. But it's still tight. But it's still tight. And I was, and they, and they were cool. People. You know, they're cool. They were able to just, like, they were like, listen, like, after your shift, you can go fuck off. And I was like, sweet. So <laughs> I went as a little hipster and saw Tom York's moving back. I don't know the name of his side project. Tom York from Radiohead had a side project, the ACL last year, where it was like Tom York's moving potato boxes. I don't know, <laughs> panorama. I don't know. That Anyhow, like one of the love him, but I'm never going to remember the name. I can't even remember my own name on certain days. I'm just so ADD. And people are like, oh, you do drugs? I'm like, no, I just can't fucking focus. Like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And they're like, oh. So you're, I'm like, no, asshole, I just have, like, ADD. So anyhow, the ADD, I forget the name, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go. And I go, and I see Tom York moving potato boxes or whatever the fuck it is. And I get in VIP, and there's just something interesting about being VIP after you've done it for a while. You learn how to behave because, like... It's the hype is gone. Totally. You're just like, all right. And you get to this like different level of like starstruckness. It's almost like when you're playing a, uh, a role player video game and you're observing yourself from the video game perspective. That's a really good analogy. It, because like 
I do that kind of thing as well. Right. Especially during quarantine. Right. Um, that's a super interesting perspective. And honestly, like, yeah, you know, like, I don't, I don't really think about, unless I'm kind of asked about it. Right. And what, what the fuck it was like working with these guys, like legendary guys. Right. Talking to them, just like, right. have right. their number in my phone. Right. All that kind crazy of stuff. Crazy shit, right. Don't really think about it. Right. Until you're kind of asked about it. It's been crazy. But that, when you're in that environment, like there is a different level of um, perspective on the whole thing. Like, right. you're not fangirling or out. You're kind of like, exactly like you said. You know. And so with the potato boxes, the reason I behaved is because A, I am a very big Radiohead fan. I am a big Tom York fan. And like I was sitting next to him yeah. the way I'm sitting next to you. And I had to like really chill out about it. And then <laughs> as I went down, I saw all of these cops. And you know it's usually a big deal when cops are involved. And I'm like, great, who's this asshole? And I turn around and it's Matthew McConaughey. His wife, another famous person who I forget the name of, and I've met Matthew McConaughey in Whole Foods. He's super, super cool. He's super so cool. cool. He was just like in Whole Foods. Yeah, he's. Oh I mean, my god. He's, he's a real Austinite. He really is, and he loves it, and has so much fun with it. And he's like, I've been going to ACL every year since before I was famous. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. Fucking love this shit. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, really? He's like, yeah. He's, he's, he's super, super cool. cool. So the cops are surrounding McConaughey, and I'm like, really? McConaughey's chill. Like, why are there cops? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I look and I see somebody my height, like five foot two, five foot three, and it's Lars from Metallica. And I turned out to be seven years old again, and I had just this like moment of like do i lose it or do i behave myself because i'm in vip there's 50 million cops there's a bunch of screaming fans and then there's matthew mcconaughey like yeah. and mind you i have a work badge on so i really have to hold it and i and he's surrounded by people and then he just kind of like brushes up against me and i turn around and i was like hey like Lars, your first couple albums really changed my life and he's like oh Oh, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Are you having a nice time? And I was like, yeah, I'm watching Tom York next to Lars from Metallica with Matthew McConaughey. I'm, I'm pretty um, good. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's a fun time. The weather's good. And he just like crosses his arms, you know, and he's just like, we're having a good time. I'm, I'm glad you like our music. And that was it. And it was a five second interaction. And then I just like you know walked out super cool went to the porta potty and threw up yeah, i was just like this what the fuck what the fuck you know and it's true it was like meeting you know a real bonafide like grade a rock star yeah. and i held it together same thing when i met patty smith in the streets of new york <laughs> that's awesome that was unbelievable that was that was like totally insane when i was um because that's also an artist and a woman who uh what she's done, done for humanity is, is unbelievable like, it's, it's so far beyond just music so and far beyond like, music I mean, and and just seeing her in a realistic setting was something fucking just nuts. as a human being such a good human being and such an empathetic woman totally. patty smith I think one of the reasons that she got so far is because she genuinely gives a shit about what she does. Um, Absolutely. When I met her, she didn't tell me she was a musician. I knew who she was, but I'll get into that story later. I was like, oh, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm a writer. I was like, uh-huh. Like, if I don't know. I'm like, oh, okay. 
on nights, you know? And that that's a whole nother story. But, yeah, she's just such a, like, empathetic woman. Like, it comes from her core, totally. you know? And I was really bracing myself, going back to the ACL thing, for Lars to be an asshole. Because... You know, the track record is the, the not high. Painted, right. It you know, been and I was like, oh, this is the guy that shut down Napster. You know, and now we're all on Spotify Premium. Doesn't matter. And I'm on Spotify Premium with this fucking podcast. But um, it was cool to kind of like behave myself and just be like, oh shit. Like, and I went, I literally had to walk to the porta potty because I couldn't bring myself to go to VIP bathroom and threw up. I was just like, it's fucking Metallica, dude. <laughs> like, it's awesome. I got into uh, Kill 'Em All and like Ride the Lightning and all this shit. Like, I had a cousin that listened to heavy metal, and like, my parents just let me listen to whatever I want because That's it awesome. kept me out of trouble. Yeah. They they never compromised the music for me because it was the one positive thing in my life. Like, I could behave myself and not get into fights if they knew. That music was part of the deal as a, as a child. Um, I had an outlet. I had freedom. And, you know, not... And I've said this in every episode. Not going to shows is just so bizarre. Uh, you bad. know? And seeing, like, the Mohawk shuttered is weird. Like, you've worked at the Mohawk for how long? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. And did you get that from the tour with, with Cadavar? Uh, no, I got that from word of mouth mm -hmm. like from somebody who worked there knew somebody knew somebody and was like hey nice. this guy towards he knows what's up mm -hmm. and so then got into that um yeah there's it's it's before pandemic it was it's a little different than when we started there it right. used to be the wild west but yeah it got you know cleaned up and to what it is today which is you know the a refined fucking venue, venue. It's, it's like great. a greek theater that's yeah. how i think of it especially because like you can go like i've said before to any spot in the mohawk and see the band any spot and i'm really <laughs> grateful for that because it gives you a lot of freedom to see and experience from different parts of the venue Yep. But one of the best parts is that little stairwell up behind the porta potties in the in the and behind the stage. The, the little, little peeper. I love that thing. I love the peeper. World. Yes. Yeah. I call it the peeper hole. It is the best because you want to know why you can see the crowd's reaction to the band. It totally. is the best fucking we, uh, thing. There was a south by that was a little rainy and we kind of tarped it off completely. Right. And uh, I think it was Eden, who uh, one of our audio guys. Right. He was doing monitors up there, and he heard this fucking sound, and he's like looking at the stage, like, what, right. what the what fuck? The he's at the right. headphones, and he finally turns around, and it, it was someone poking their knife through, like trying to carve Cut. out that hole so that they could and have stick their that head. Oh my god! So no way. Dude. Yeah, but then yeah, their fucking head pokes through, and he's like, hey. What the fuck? Get what are you here. doing? Yeah, you know? like what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah, we've had some funny situations there. That's crazy. But it's a great club. Uh, it's definitely gonna reopen. Nice. Um, but you know, no, none of us really know what that means. No, just yet. nobody knows. But there will be live music there. I hope sure. so, for sure, for sure. What is, what is the wildest shit you've seen at that venue? At, like at Mohawk, at Mohawk, that that you enjoyed, not fucked up shit, but like silly ass shit, you know. 
Like, I've seen some silly ass shit there. Like, just so ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a friend of mine who infiltrated the green room and, <laughs> and ate uh, Ice Cube's chicken. Ice Cubed Chicken. Ice Cube, the rapper. Oh. So he had oh. he had chicken on his rider, and so there was fried chicken <laughs> in there. And a good friend of mine, like, got kicked out of our club. Right. He was drunk, having a good time. Right. He tried to get back in, was kicked out again. Right. So he went around, and he was in the woods, kind of basically... And this was no Chirp Charlie's yet. This was when it was Club DeVille next door. Okay. So that back area was vastly different. Vastly. So he went back in there, which now you'd say like that Chirp Charlie's stage with the cliff and all that. Right. It was more like of this like wood woodsy cliff. Right. So he went up in there and he found uh, in the woods a basketball jersey. A so, basketball jersey? Yes. Yeah, so like some homeless guy's basketball jersey? Yeah. Okay. So he's wasted and he changes his clothes in the woods and puts that on. And then he tries to get back in the club and he gets in successfully. And so upon re-entering, he uh, gets up in the green room and he fucking sits down and like no one's up there anymore. Ice Cube's on stage. Like our security's not in there. Who knows where they were. Right. But, uh, and he starts just going at it with the fucking chicken. And this with same the chicken? With the chicken. What? Was it out? Like how does he know? Was he KFC, like... KFC, Bucket. And he ate the fucking And that bucket. was just like part of the rider. It was on his rider, And yeah. so musicians have riders. What is that? That's like a list of requirements? So the rider is basically what you're going to get for hospitality. Okay. So, and it can, yeah, I mean, exactly. It can be anything. It gets, it gets crazy depending on the band. Like, right. Uh, some bands are smart and you know you can also sometimes these, these smaller tours you just take cash but yeah right. the, the rider is like your specific hospitality items and whatnot right and so one of the items on ice cubes was motherfucking bucket of kfc a bucket of kfc, bucket of KFC. so this guy was just pissed Wings drunk and thighs. with yeah. the thighs and was like fuck this motherfucker i'm gonna trip. eat that chicken out of spite or out of being just, drunk and needed to absorb alcohol out of being one of the only genuine people I know that wholeheartedly just lives their life completely how they want to. Oh my God. But in a positive manner. Right. You know? Right. Uh, same individual also infiltrated ACL once and <laughs> ate the fried chicken of Flavor Flav. No! You can't do that. And this same individual, I shit you not, when the Rolling Stones played at Zilker Park. No! He got drunk and carried this, like, old TV uh, combo amp that he had. No. He carried it from his house to the back, and he got there, the, like, you know, the backside of Zilker, like, the backstage area. Right, where the where the rocks are usually. Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. Exactly. And so he comes back there, and he goes up, and the security guy's like, you know, what the fuck? Right. And he proceeds to tell him, he's like, all sweaty and shitty carrying this thing. He's like, right. look, dude, this is the only amp that Keith wants to play tonight. Ah. Like, they just sent me to get it. Like, I'm here, dude. Like, I don't even need to tell you what I've been going through. Like, I'm here. This is the amp. Like, Keith, this is what he wants to play, man. Like, forget what he sound checked with. And the guy's just like, all right, dude. And he fucking let him in. Oh, no. He, he bought that story and let him in. So, you know... And it's not the amp, and he's not the guy. Fuck no. No. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? like, fucking it. Nothing ever like that. No. So... There's no way. But once you get through that, there's another security. So, right. at this point, he's like, fuck it. And, like, just 
dip the amp and proceeded to uh, hitch a ride on a trash golf cart. Gets through the second layer of security, riding on a, you know, the golf cart. On the cart, golf cart, yeah, on the back. maintenance cart. Right. And then, yeah, the dude fucking watched the Rolling Stones from side stage for about 45 minutes until it finally, like, clicked among security. Like, this guy has no credentials whatsoever, nothing. Right. Get the fuck out. They got it. Wow, he got a he got 45 Grabbed minutes. Grabbed his amp on the way out and dipped. Grabbed his amp on the it's way out. Still got at his house. 45. Oh my god. Still at his house. 45 minutes. But yeah, I mean that that got off, but like <laughs> that that was a crazy mohawk thing. Um, you know, people used to set off fireworks. Uh, every time Dillinger Escape Plan ever played. There, oh yeah, they're incredible, dude. Cl climbing, jumping, everything. Uh, everything. Um, I thought they were good. There were a couple times I saw them at Mohawk, and I was like, if this man lands on his feet, he will break that. Yeah. And guess what? Dude. He would fucking land on his feet like and be fine. Cat. And I was like, you're out of your uh, mind, dude. Like, this is fucking insane. One of the, insane. One of the more recent, and it's not so crazy, right. but it's ridiculous. Right. Uh, it was towards the end of, this is last year, right. and it's towards the end of... Uh, what do you call it now? Levitation. Levitation. Ooh, that was a good one. That was a good it one. It was good. The was recent great. levitation that we had in Austin was a good one. That power trip show that, that we had. That power trip show was unbelievable. Rest in power, Riley, of course. Oh um, the most genuine people I've ever met. But this show was, it was, uh... I was at that It show. was Dallas Acid. Yep. And Black Moth Super Rainbow outside. Right. But inside... Was power trip? Was no, it was negative approach. Oh my god! So this was one of those nights where we're like, all right, it's the last shift. Like it should be chill. Everything's cool. Right. Oh, also, Thor and friends is playing outside. <laughs> so we're you know all good. Like get through the shift. Everything's cool. Right. And then we're like, all right, like let's get the fuck inside. Right. We're, we're off. Let's we're gonna do this. Right. Negative approach. Let the fuck right. John Brown. So a negative approach had played the Lost Well. Um, I saw them at the Lost Well. Definitely Red 7 before his Barracuda. Right. I can't remember s some of the other shows, but anyways, they're, this night, they're fucking ripping. Right. I mean, they're full on. It was fucking so sick. Right. And then they're like, all right, yo, we're going to bring up a friend. You might know him. And you know how the small stage has those stairs in the back? Yes. That are right with the inside bar? Yes. Kind of back up. Yes, to I do. So it's Jay Mascus. So from Jay, Dinosaur Junior. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Jay Mascus starts walking on stage, and he bumps into the bass rig. No. And like he doesn't realize it. But was the he whole drunk? Crowd, no. No, just, he was just like it was a complete accident. Right. Oh no. And everyone's just watching this fucking thing. Just boom. Was yeah. it on? Oh yeah. Oh. And so I'm sitting there on the stairs with uh, Zach, our production manager. Right. And we see the the tubes in the amp. There's an orange head. Right. We see them just go, and we're like, dude, that head's fucked. Like, we're just yelling, yo, that head's. Right. So, you know, there's jokes like, Jay Maskus can't take him anywhere. And then people are start really giving him shit, like oh, yelling yeah. in the crowd, like, fuck you, Maskus, go yeah. home. 
But uh, essentially, he he ruined all the momentum of that show. He completely destroyed it, and it's not his fault. But yeah. we let him hear it. You we know, let him hear it. Yeah. <laughs> what, that's what you fucking do, man. You fucking ruin the show. Anyway. Ruin the show. Thanks, Jay. But Matthews, the show for fucking nothing. got saved by Danny. You know, Danny. Yeah, I know Danny. How? He comes flying in, man, and I love when he gets all fired up. He reminds me <laughs> so much of Jack Black. He comes flying in, and he's right. all like, hey, hey, <laughs> you know, I got a bass and head in my car right now. He's slapping the stage. He's like, I'll get it. Right. And they're like, get it. Hey, everybody, give it up for bass head guy. Right, right. Because he goes with his car. Dirty. Right. He comes in with it, oh and they throw it on, get it working, and they start <laughs> ripping again. And it, and it was cool, but they only played two more songs, and they were just it. like, ugh. Right. Jay Maskus ruined, ruined that negative approach show. Bastard. I don't really like Little Dinosaur bastard. Jr. anyway. I love Jay Max's like, uh, side witch, project with Witch. Yeah. I love it. Witch I saw type. them at Absolutely. Andrew WK's venue. Really cool guy. Santos Party House in New York City, because I was born and raised in New York City. And I actually met one of my really good family friends at that show. Die Hard New York my boy Jay. And uh, Jay was is an excellent concert photographer and, and you know is is really good and he's not he's not a professional he's just a guy that like does what he loves and is really good at it and I met him and he was taking pictures and this was like back in the day so it was like one of those like old school digital box cameras yeah. and you hold it and you hold it for like 20 fucking seconds and then it shutters off you know <laughs> so I met him because he was like hey like you're short can I stand in front of you and like take this picture I'm like yeah whatever I don't fucking care and then I was like seeing the pictures that he's taking and like my dad taught me photography and he was like self-taught and I was like whoa dude like you're fucking good he's like yeah I'm alright I'm cool and we became really good friends but that was at the witch show at Santa's yeah, party house is, heavy which is awesome heavy I'll give him witch oh I'll give him that I was like you've done some you've, dinosaur junior I love and dinosaur negative junior. approach guest spots that's crazy nah man nah Base didn't guy. blend. Basehead guy is what saved the day. Is what saved the day. Danny. He didn't. He didn't. It didn't line up, huh? No. Poor guy. But Poor guy. I mean, yeah. There's definitely been some crazy times at Mohawk. There's definitely things I can't even talk about. Right. But. But like. Uh, it's just a fucking family. I, I definitely miss that family so yeah. much. Oh, I bet. I, I do see and talk to a lot of people. Like my my main guys all the time. Uh, you yeah, know? of course. Um, and honestly, the beginning of quarantine. Uh, fucking video games is what helped that. Really? You know? Why? Because you all get together on the same when channel? You know, when you're on, like, when we're on the full lockdown. Right. Where, like, you weren't fucking leaving the house and shit. At all. Right. We all got fucking Xbox, and we all play that Red Dead Redemption game. Nice. Nice. And so, and we'd yeah, talk about it. We're, po we're possying up in right. the game, so there's your buddy's avatar in the game, nice. and you're on the headset talking, so that so became cool. our way of hanging out. That's a good way to and hang out. And we still keep it going a little bit, but Deep we right. also... We hang out for real. Now. That's awesome. We hike. That's fucking great, dude. Yeah, some of you the greatest shows of my adapt. life were in Mohawk. For sure. Like, seeing against me. Oh, God. Seeing against me with my best friend. They were. They're incredible. Always so much fun to work with. Oh, my God. But this last time. Right. You know, they had that fly-in show that Marjorie Walker booked. It yeah. was probably last year or the year before. Okay. Uh, I was definitely They just there. flew in. That was one of the most fun shifts we ever had. Like, we had so much fun with that band. Really? I can't remember who it was, but someone pointed out uh, just how the entire band, 
their entire crew right. and all of us except for one person black jeans black shoes <laughs> black shirt and <laughs> I, it was someone doing monitors from our crew it had like this kfc or not kfc i got that in my head from ice cube um flaming hot cheetos fucking hoodie on right and uh <laughs> We're just all kind of looking around and talking about it, and we're like right. laughing really hard. And then uh, Laura Jane even pointed out, was like, "Yeah, hey, except for that guy, he didn't get the memo." Right. And we just, you know, we laughed about that. And he was like, "Wait a minute, took it off." Right. And, of and course, had the black shirt. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. Just a little They're instance with them, but that last time they came was just so much fun. With it them. was so much fun. And it was I a cried great like show. a five-year-old. It was a great show. And yeah. one of the best things about Mohawk, especially with the design of that venue, when the crowd is louder than the band, the whole city hears it. Yeah. It's one of the best things about oh, living yeah. in Austin. Yeah. So tell that. Tell city council <laughs> i i did i did i was like hey steve yeah, hey steven hey but, you piece of you fucking rap scallion you so you, that was that you're absolutely right like it really is one of the best things that shit. you Stub, hear that shit sound check stubs will definitely be like they'll definitely punish us of course but once the shows are going like yeah, yeah. I It's a fucking rock and roll club. It's the best. It's the best. And like you know Rob, who also works in Mohawk. Rob Rob and I have been friends for years and like he gives me really great like you know, he, he's got such an incredible roster of, like, stuff that he sells and stuff that he makes. And he's such a great, oh, yeah. like, businessman and artist. So we've been really good friends. And he's been, like, you know, almost like my therapist. I'm like, Rob, I don't know. He's like, well, you know, when you're on Instagram, make sure that you do this. Or if you're going to take a shirt, you got to cut the corner of the shirt so that it rolls when you put it in the wash. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, no shit. I have this shirt from 1992. And it's got the double. I'm, I don't even know. It's like talking to a college professor. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know this much about band t-shirts. I bought such an amazing, uh, like, original Ride the Lightning tee for him. He's and unbelievable. I, and uh, He's just a connoisseur I of rock and roll. I kind of murdered the shirt because right. I wasn't washing it properly. <laughs> Actually, I think I wore it the other day when I saw you. Yeah. I did. Did you? And there's, like, nothing, nothing on it. Yeah. And I was like, man. But, yeah, yeah. I love Espinosa. Oh, he's, yeah, he's great. He's, he's such a good guy. Such a good guy. Such so, a genuine guy. So, you know, he's he's been working a lot of the shows that I've been at, so I've, like, For sure. known him and stuff like that. And he's such a good dude. And, like, I can't tell you. Like, <laughs> there was the one time where Ulm played, and you, you had got me into the show, and... Um, Woven Hand yeah. covered the Gun Club. What a cool band! Ha, oh my god! What an, what an insane! Guy. Oh my god! David. So I I was gonna lose my shit because Woven Hand covered the Gun Club. I forgot what song they covered, and it was like. 17 degrees and i was freezing i didn't yeah. even stay for home i was like woven hand covered the gun club and i've said that in like four episodes you know, already and that was the wasn't most that, uh, levitation show yes Last yes it year. was yes it was not 2019 right 2019 yes 2019. we definitely did not have any winter shows it was in january in 2020 did we no i doubt it because winter's coming oh, up wait, no we did have 20 it was this year was it 2020 because that was the last real events we worked was fucking levitation in uh it was in february i believe oh my god you're right because then march came and, and then, then, then they canceled south by and then that was and that it. was it no yeah shit you're right yeah so um 
Yeah. That was one of the best times oh, I've ever had of yeah. my life. It was incredible. And my friend Silas, got me, who moved, got me into Woman Hand. And I just wasn't having it because the guy is like a very big Jesus freak. And he's all the songs are about the brimstone and hellfire yeah. of the Bible. And so I'm like, no Cis- fucking way. So is Cisneros, though. So is what? Al Cisneros, sleeping home. Oh, I bet. He's a extremely... Tom from Slayer is a devout Catholic. And Trump. I was like, dude, and a Trumper. Sadly. And a big time... Big time Trumper. Sadly. I just was not having it. Also but Mexican. I was like, there's no <laughs> fucking weird. way. There's no way I'm going to listen to this. Absolutely not. Uh, and he's like, Lauren, it's the guy from 16 Horsepower. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's the same guy. I'm like, no, it's not. Fuck you. Dude, I went to Grizzly Hall at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Bullshit, whatever the hell that was. Log Cabin Grizzly yeah, Hall. Yeah, that was an interesting. That I talk about that band so much on this podcast because no one has blown my mind as harder. I mean, really, it is the most creative thing I've ever seen. Live? Oh, my God. And, like, when you go, the whole setup is an experience. All the stuff that he has. He's burning sage. And the rugs. A lot of different Native American relics. Yeah. I don't exactly know his background. He is half Navajo or... He is half Native American and and really grew up with that and is proud of it and is unapologetic about it. And it is so fucking refreshing to see. Yeah, he's, he really is. He's Especially, really you know, in Austin where there's so much cultural appropriation for just about anything. It's just so nice for somebody to be like, this is who I am and this is what I'm about. And it happens to be about Jesus. And I'm just like, what? And it's like almost like super punk rock in a way where it's like, this is my thing. Yeah. Eat it. You know, and you do, you eat it for breakfast. You're like, this is fucking incredible. And like, I saw Woven Hand at St. Vitus in New York. Dave Castillo is a very good friend Super of mine. good, dude. Super Every good. Every time dude. I've ever been through there, him and uh, Art. Yeah. Killer guys. Oh my God, they're uh, incredible. Always take care of everybody. That was my, that was my home in New York. Yeah. I was there the day it opened. Yep. You know, the last show very I close. saw was at St. Vitus before I moved here. Literally. Like, I saw a show. At St. Vitus. I have the ticket stub in the house somewhere. I saw a show at St. Vitus, and then I stayed up, went to JFK, got on a plane, changed my whole life, ended up in Austin, and was like, oh my God, what have I done? Five years later, I'm still in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> still going, what have and I done? And I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. So, it doesn't That's matter. It. And I saw Woven Hand at St. Vitus, and it was interesting because all of the white clothing jesus freaks and all the like leviathan cross satanists were all in the room rocking out to that fucking band it was a sold out show woven hand was headliner that was it you know and it was interesting because it was like clash of the titans it was like one side everybody was wearing white and they were (laughs) putting their hands to the sky and they were like oh praise him and then the other side of the room everybody was in pitch black and they were like fuck yeah fuck this you know and it was amazing viking folk metal at the end of the day the applause is the same dude totally i mean the cheers are the same the vinyl clutching as if it's gold is the same and that is like it was like one of the most humanitarian shows humanitarian shows i'd ever been to yeah because it was like music is the great denominator you know it's, it's universal you, you bring it to everything and it, it was incredible you know so i just fucking love woven hand yeah love and, and it's also 
like a real musician's band. Yeah. So many musicians oh, love yeah. that band. Oh my god. Um. For sure. Like Converge dudes. Oh yeah. Oh, clearly like Ohm. Um, Cult of Luna is another band mm-hmm. that I tour with uh, here in the States or Sweden. They're awesome. And they, they're they huge fans. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. Well. I love them. That band I love them for sure. You know, and I, I love that you were here. So thank you no for being on the show, Ryan Tarby. Uh, this is Loud as Love with Lauren Darcy, and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a good night, guys. Goodbye.